Hey guys, welcome to Kaizen Project's journey. This is your host Cliff Tank speaking from Antwerp, Belgium, and this is episode one sixteen. So that's uh, that's a lot. And uh, when I'm looking back at when my last episode was, it was already sixteen days ago. So my apologies for that. I've uh, had a little break because a lot of things happened. Um, I think you. Heard my last episode was uh, about my ass, ice bath and um, preparing myself to go through a lot of things. Um, I went hiking with my wife um, in some special tent in the woods. And the day after we would went to Brussels to the fertility clinic to see again to, um, to my f- uh, fertility progress and to see if we could use some um, viable sperm to conceive and uh, actually I think the reason why I haven't had posted such a long time is because of the result I think so the day after I had to call and um, somewhere in myself already felt like whatever happens I already have to accept how it is at this moment so yeah Suddenly I got a call, it was like a fast call, it was just like, sir, um, there was nothing to freeze. So I was like, um, okay, so what does it mean? It means like there was absolutely no living cells that we can use, so no at all. So it was like, oh, okay. So at that moment actually time stopped a little bit. I actually already knew this was a possible result and... I already knew that the possibility that this answer would come was very large. But my wife took a day leave to to confront this message with me together. But at the moment that she heard it, she yeah, she really started crying. I asked the uh, the assistant because it was I think in the laboratory, it was not a doctor. She said like there's nothing we can do. You have to talk with the doctor. And um, yeah, after that call, my wife just collapsed and she cried a lot. Like I've never seen her cry so much. Only the weird thing is like I was comforting her, but I myself couldn't really leave tears or didn't really feel the, the emotional pain going through my body. So it's a very weird feeling. For me, it's like there's nothing happened yet. So I haven't lost anything yet. So it's very hard to mourn or to go through a painful emotional phase. Although I really would love to have it. I would love that I could also break down in tears and just mourn about what have happened. But it just doesn't go. I tried it. When she was crying, I felt so much pain in my heart. But more for her that she has such a kind of pain that she has to endure and that I don't have it. it it's quite heartbreaking to see that but nothing came out I don't know why so a lot of things happened the last couple of weeks two weeks um, but another call of the doctor was uh, this week to discuss and he said like yeah we thought maybe there was a sperm count of less than 50 so maybe there would be a few cells but no there was nothing at all so I asked, like, what is, what is this condition? Is this, is this normal? And he said, like, you know, it doesn't really happen a lot, but we really don't know. We're searching, but we cannot find anything. 
and um, yeah, so accept it. That that's how I look at it. Um, the doctor said that was one last solution, one last one, and maybe that's the reason why I also feel like I haven't had the door closed on my face yet. Like there are no totally other ways. So this is called a, a TC. I actually don't know what's the the acronym of it, but it's a in a surgery that they cut your scrotum open, and they're just gonna see if there are cells there that they can use. So, so he said like in the in the blood there were some parameters that said that there was not uh, a real sperm production or like a very low one. Um, but he said like it's a chance. So of course I asked like, what is a chance? Like, is this a surgery worth doing? And he said like, there's always thirty percent chance. And I don't know if I'm just grabbing my hope on this last kind of way, or maybe some kind of solution. Um, but in some kind of way, I I also feel peace because I now know if this doesn't work, then I just have to to live with it. You know, so it's okay. Um, just something like a chapter that can close for me. Um, it's very weird if you if you hear everywhere that it's gonna come. Don't worry, just relax. And on the other side, you get this this medical stamp on your face that's saying that you are like infertile. So, so it's good that this doctor is another one. He didn't did it that abruptly. <laughs> he didn't just said like said it like this. He said like there's still a chance. There's still a chance. So, just try it. So. That's actually what's happening. And the reason I, I wanted to, to share something else with you, I don't only want to share my bad news and stuff, is also the way I'm accepting this. If you guys are listening to this and there is maybe something also in your life that you cannot control, it always has a reason. And um, what I have noticed is that um, in my life, I have been lots of time living in the future too much. It means that I'm always thinking ahead what I should do, how I should do something, what people think of me, uh, how would something evolve, what should I study, what should I do to get better, how should I uh, vision my life and stuff. And it's all good, you know, you have to sometimes envision the future because that, like Einstein said, imagination is just a preview of what's going to come. So you have to imagine and to fantasy about the future because if we don't have dreams then then what are we you know but also lived a lot in the past thinking about why some things happened why my youth was how it was uh, what did i lose what didn't uh, what didn't i gain from my past and stuff and the past is already over but i'm still living a lot in the future and uh, i did a lot of different kind of body therapies and um, getting to know myself a little bit more, it always came out that I'm that I have a lot of fear inside of my body. If you listen to my last episode with the ice bath, it was also a lot of fear for the future, and a fear inside of me that really that I shaken out, shaken out of my body it was really an evidence that there was so much fear in me. So lately, what I'm doing, a strategy that I'm using to to confront my fears is to be in the now more. And one other thing is like taking an, a cold shower every morning. I try also the evening, but it's definitely it's morning without actually going on my ego, not just going in like, <laughs> but more like, 
and breathing slowly and just accepting that the cold is something that I cannot change. That's nothing that I can control. Just for a 10 breaths, a slow breath. And the other thing I'm doing is every morning when I wake up and when I'm going to sleep, I meditate. And before, I, I just meditate with um, the technique of transcendental medicine, uh, meditation. So it's just holding a mantra in my head and always coming back to the mantra. But these days, I also try to do some guided meditations. And uh, I learned a lot of these um, because a lot of these narrated guided meditations teach you how to come back in the now. Um, there are meditations that go envisioning the future. There are some who are going back to the past. But the thing that I need for now is to be here because I feel that my thoughts always wander to the future. What should I do? Where should I go to? What am I afraid of? And uh, this really helped me. So I always have like a journal now aside to me. Whenever I did my meditation, I just write down what I thought about. It really helps. Um, why do I say this? Is because in the evenings, I also had this habit to, to write down or think back about the day, about the synchronicities, like I uh, told you guys before, or the gratitude, what I have witnessed or have done this day that was special. And sometimes I must admit that I actually cannot remember anything what I have done in a day because I've been doing so much things and I'm thinking so much in the future what should have been done, uh, what should have, uh, what I have to be doing in the future that I think it fills up so much that I forget what I have done today and forget my past. Recently, I saw my dad a little bit more and whenever he's talking about the past, it's like, did that happen? Or, uh, like, I uh, I countered a friend yesterday. Uh, it was 25 years ago that I saw him. But he was talking about something, like a competition that we were playing soccer together, like, with the school team, national school. I, I, I can't remember how it was, but it was like, what, did we do that? <laughs> it was like, there are, like, memory gaps and I think these gaps are coming because I'm living too much in the future. And I think you only can contain what you can contain in your body, is it? So now in the present, I, I try to journal a bit more what I'm feeling now at this moment. Um, and these meditations really help me to ground that I'm here now. And whatever can happen in the future, it doesn't really matter because there are so much possibilities. The most important is that I am here now and that I am, I can... I will, and I'm able to, whatever that I want. So don't be too much in the past. Don't be too much in the future. Try to be now here. And to ask me a few questions like, who am I? Why am I here? And what will it matter? So these are three very powerful questions that I sometimes don't meditate on. But yesterday when I was meditating on these three questions, this was so powerful. Who am I? I am Cliff Tang. And I can tell you so much about myself, but is it really myself? Or is it only a representation of my career, the things that I'm doing as my job? Is it maybe my sports and my hobbies? But who is really Cliff deep down inside, who wants to be freed and wants to be itself? So that's one. So why am I here? That's a question I'm asking myself a lot, a lot of times. I always think I'm here to, to make a difference, to inspire people, to be the change for some people. But why am I here? 
Why isn't that something else? Why am I... I am this chance, this miracle from 4 million cells. I have been chosen to be here at this time, at this exact time, at this exact place, with these exact persons around me. So why is that? And, and very funny to see, like, why am I such a miracle that I have been chosen from 4 million cells and I'm here, but I am not able to produce one single sperm cell? And I can look at it like, oh, I'm so pitiful and, and thing. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, if you look at, I have been produced from one, from four million cells and I'm here. So my production of something and I cannot produce, maybe I will produce things in a different way. If a healthy male can produce four million sperm cells and that is his way of making possibilities in life and making possible changes in his life by creating the next generation that can change a lot of things maybe my change is not in the future my change is not in the generation that i'm gonna conceive but maybe it's about the things that i'm gonna do like in chinese metaphysic astrology they also say that production like uh, like in the five elements you have an element that feeds you and you have an element that you produce maybe i am made to produce not a next generation but my impact on the world is going to be through me and not through the next generation possibilities so maybe i am able to do four million different kind of stuff in the time in the lifetime that i am here so that's what i was thinking and it just caught my mind and while I was thinking about the present, it is. There are so many possibilities that can happen right now at this moment. And I choose to take one of those possibilities. And um, that makes it so powerful. So which one I'm going to choose? And um, lately, there was like uh, someone in the family said like, are you doing recently charity and stuff? And it's been really a long time I have done this because I thought like, yeah, I'm doing enough. I think I, I'm doing podcasts, I'm doing lives, Facebook lives. I'm trying to teach people a lot of things. I'm doing therapy with people. I'm helping people on a deeper impact level. But is that really charity? Is that really contribution without asking something in return? Because what I'm now asking is for Facebook is a share alike. Um, with my therapies, I ask money for it, but what I'm really contributing in this world for free. And uh, that's been going through my head a long time. And I think with this sales funnel, it's a start of something beautiful because I really want to create a platform that every living human being that has access to internet can get to some knowledge that can help themselves. Um, that even my grandma can help herself that that's actually the wish that I have for all of people. It's always when people come for therapy, I, I say, I try to, um, I, I try to connect with everyone like it's family. So in the first place, I don't really want people to be with me because if they are here in the practice, it means they have pain and there's a problem. And I sincerely hope nobody has pain and problem if you are my family. So I think it is a really bad business uh, idea to say to people that I don't want people to be here but that's the truth that's my heart I don't want people to get hurt I don't want to people having this 
imaginable pains and and things that that diminish their human limit their human potential and their and their joy in life so yeah so so that's it um what i was talking about i'm actually letting myself go in in the details uh yeah so so that's what i was saying that's like who am i and why am i here and what will it matter maybe that's also a big beautiful question so what will it matter that i am here what is why why am i here and what will i have achieved when i leave this this world so and um i think all these things that are happening happen for a reason that's what i always say just can we connect the dots we cannot see in the future but can we connect the dots from the past to now and i must say that there's a lot of things that are boiling up the last uh, couple of uh, two weeks and that's the thought of of traveling to experience the world a little bit more i was always had in my mind to do some kind of world travel to to explore different cultures different persons different places um trying to explore different kind of jobs while on the run not <laughs> while on the travel while while on the go uh, doing charity on the go just knowing what life is about and i think i'm searching a lot of freedom that's my that's my biggest value actually that's the where i stand for is freedom free your own body with great freedom in this world and um i think traveling is one of the most beautiful freedom there is because you can see the world as it is the majority and the beautiful magnitude of this beautiful existence and i think just by sitting at home in my four boxes in this box and uh, being limited to the things that i do i think i just have to travel more that's something that has come up in my mind and the fact that we cannot conceive children maybe has has a reason maybe it's just time to go to travel and a lot of these fears come in my mind like okay first thing i think okay so what about my family and friends who are here uh can i can i can i miss them uh the cat I mean, now we have this beautiful cat what we do with it uh this house how am i going to pay it while i'm going on the run and what about my clients and my job and so you see a lot of these fears about attachments will come like can i detach but on some point it's like it isn't hard i just have to choose for it like if i say like i want to go maybe i just save some money save some money for six months that i can pay off my, my pay off the house in six months that i can have someone to take care of the cat for six months that i have uh like some savings for the travel itself to have some points where i can go through to to work for a stay and for food and to start thinking about how i can do stuff like that so to practical arrange everything so there is just the word yes to go but now of course with the covid it's also like yeah it's a good thing to travel and not and so a lot of thoughts coming through your head a lot of fears but if i have to ask myself what i really want to do is just to get freaking out of here and just go and just go i'm always someone who very flexible adapts myself i told you guys i have been in internships in indonesia i've been in some kind of uh, um some kind of 
little prison for three months. And I I fixed that. It's okay. <laughs> I survived that. I have been here in a country uh, as a as a Belgian born Chinese. Uh, I've been looked at a lot of times with different color and stuff. I still survived that. I was uh, working still my ten, when I was ten, uh, making my own money, and I survived that too. And I'm still, I still feeling I'm always wanting to, do stuff to feel that I'm surviving, and I think traveling can help me a lot with that. I think traveling will give me, um. A better feel about what I need to do in this life more. I think it will can give me more answers to go back inside in myself, but also to feel more about the world. Because what I want to do is great. I want to help the world, and I just don't want to help tiny Belgium. <laughs> I don't want to be cocky, and I don't want to. But it's just like that. It's sometimes you can do so much in so much places, and your impact can be as big as you want to be, and. I feel like 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 my mission is larger than just containing the country where I am. It's just for myself also. I feel like I shouldn't be fixed at one place. I should be moving. I should be traveling. So now we come to the last, actual last thing that I'm afraid of is like the career. So what about my job? You know, if I say I'm gonna gonna work for six months, how is it gonna be? So a lot of possibilities here also, but it's just a choice. Lately, someone told me like, don't let your identity by be controlled by what you do by your career. Yeah, your identity is who you are, not what you do. Yeah, of course, what you do also, but not what you do for a living. A job is just a part of your life. If I say to people, "Hey, I'm Cliff Tang," and I just exclude the fact that I'm an energetic healer and doing all this stuff of things, like who am I, also? It's hard. It's hard to tell who I am if I don't use my job as a as an identity marker, you know. And I actually am. I'm fed up with that because I don't want to be like Cliff the healer. I am a healer, I know, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be linked like Cliff is is a healer. That's the only thing he is. <laughs> We only search him if I have problems, if I have pain. I want people to search for me because they want to see me. If they want to talk with me, they want to be friends with me. They want to connect. And I feel for a long time that this is going in a different kind of way. So I feel I need to get out of here, and um, that's why the first thing that that I said, like with these wooden temples, going to old China, going back to the roots, going in a monastery, is really something I need to do. Uh, it's just nice in the COVID that they don't allow people. Um, but I think I'll find my answer there, and I'm thinking I'm finding it also now through the meditations I'm doing from time to time. So uh, yeah, I'm wandering off. It's a little bit more a, a dark period. I feel that the meditations help a lot to to counter silence. I need to to have some silence now, now, now and then to listen to what my thoughts are telling me and what my heart is soul, instead of just uh, living reactively. To all what's happening around me, and um, so that was my update. That was my update, guys. It was less uh, shiny and colorful like always, but that's also a part of life. And I'm very glad that I can share it with you guys openly without restrictions. Uh, I hope it inspires you in some kind of way, 
I hope it doesn't inspire you to just stop with everything and just go travel. But <laughs> I just want to say what's in my mind and what I'm going through. So maybe it can inspire you in some kind of way. If you're going through the same things in some kind of way, know that you're not the only one in this life. We're all connected in some kind of way and we're supporting each other. So um, again, to end this call, you are beautiful. Don't forget that. You're great and amazing. You have so much things that you're able and have the potential for. You just sometimes don't see it. So keep smiling. You have the most beautiful smile on earth. And that's the only thing that you can do that's so contagious, more contagious than this coronavirus. So keep smiling. If you smile, another people smile, and he can smile to someone else. And it's a chain, a chain of laughter and smiles. And that makes this world a beautiful place so keep shining your bright light you are worth it you are amazing and um, the fact that you're listening to this podcast already means how amazing you are especially if you're listening to a stranger for 25 minutes long means you are so patient you have such a caring heart you're such a great loving person to listen to what a simple stranger as I have to say and um, so I cannot say more and I'm grateful for you that you are here, that we are together in this moment of time, that we can connect through this medium and um, yeah, that we can reach each other's hearts. So thank you so much for your trust, your patience and your time that you're giving to me. And I hope that I have given you something in return with the voice that I'm emitting out. So thank you so much for listening, guys. And uh, I wish you a really, really beautiful, beautiful day.